spoiler alert. Oh, this is the only fucking podcast about the Sopranos. So what, no fucking ZD now? This week on No Fucking ZD, we're talking Vito's sex life, Judge Roy Bean, and Finn getting any kind of sandwich he likes. I could care less, basically. It's an all-new episode of No Fucking ZD. No fucking ZD. Yeah. Don't come around here no more, though. <laughs> Get out of here. Please don't. Uh, episode 71, we're getting into a uh, the veto stretch. Our favorite stretch <laughs> is the veto, the veto stretch. stretch. I think Johnny Cakes is going to get into the veto stretch soon. Yeah. Uh, this is the point in the season that not everyone loves. No. Um, I thought this was a good one, rewatching it for the first time in, in years, I would it's say. It's great. Yeah, this, is, this and, is a good one. And there's and there's nothing objectionable yet, you know, to all the uh, hardliners out there. Right. Yeah, yeah. I think it's like, this episode moves pretty fast. It's kind of fun and funny, you know, I mean, considering, because um, it's actually kind of tragic at the same time. Yeah, totally. But uh, I think this this <laughs> this one moves pretty fast, and I think it's really the next couple that, that really kind of start to bore people, specifically Johnny Cakes in a few episodes, but we'll get like there. Like I said, the, the motorcycle scene. Yeah, <laughs> the motorcycle scene, but... Um, people don't love the motorcycle, and also the... Anyways. Um, <laughs> so. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, Vito has been officially outed. I mean, that's really the main storyline here. Um, yeah, so that it happened in the previous episode, Mm-hmm. But then, like most good things in The Sopranos, Chrissy runs into a guy at AA. Right. Or Narcotics Anonymous, whichever one they're at. Yes. I love how this guy introduces himself. Sal Icuso. Or wait, what's his name? Yeah. Sal Icuso's cousin. His cousin from Yonkers. Yonkers. <laughs> That's how he says it. Like, Fair. you know, like... Like radio DJ. Like San Francisco. <laughs> you know, it's like Yonkers. Yeah. Oh, he's so proud of being from Yonkers. I don't know. Well, I mean, you know, it's on the Metro North. By the Hudson? Yeah, you know. <laughs> something. You want to get it past Yonkers, though, in my experience. <laughs> yeah. Above or below. Sure, yeah. But, Anyways. but still, quick little trip down to Grand Central. Get yourself some oysters. Stop at Shake Shack. Yeah. <laughs> it's, you know, it's fun. Just have a real night out on the town. Yeah. At Grand Central. Uh-huh. Well, you you could. You could. Um, so, yeah, I mean, the, the you know, cr- the main storyline is that. Um, yeah. It starts off with, uh, like you said, Chris learning an AA. Um I always love these episodes when a, a you know a character kind of finds something out that we've known for a long time, yep. and you're just kind of waiting for that tension to break finally. Mm-hmm. And uh, I mean, we knew it was coming after last after last week, but it's still really kind of fun and exciting to see. Um, again, considering what's the, considering the subject matter, it's yeah. still it's still fun in the Sopranos universe to watch this one. What's that thing called where they do the the cut, but you can hear a sound from the thing you're cutting to beforehand? A prelap, it's called. A prelap, mm-hmm. yeah, exactly. 
So they do the pre-lap with Chrissy's car, mm-hmm. and it just kind of rushes it along. And then he gets out of the car. He does that amazing Chrissy, like like really rushed walk. Yeah, it's extra Chrissy. In it's that, extra Chrissy. That, I mean, yeah, like exactly. Yeah. <laughs> he that that shit that those scenes are some of the funniest. And also like the way Murmur is just like completely off the mark yeah. and like holding everything up. You yeah. know, really good. Christopher is especially excited about this news, I guess, because he was maybe feeling a little bit of jealousy or, you know, Vito yep. is clearly trying to move up and, and take the, uh, the, the, the favorite son spot, if you will. Well, he's also, you know, like, yay, that someone else is doing something wrong, you know, yeah. cause he's still, you know, ostensibly a drug addict. Yeah. So he, yeah. And I mean, we, uh, we'll talk about that a little bit, um, yeah. with the, uh, the rusty Milio stuff. Um, All right, we'll get there. But yeah. but yeah, Christopher is still orbiting the his old drug habits, uh, or circling around the drain of his old drug habits, yeah. if you will. Yeah, exactly. And uh, and yeah, I so. mean, he's in recovery. That's you know, he's right. slipping though. He's chipping. He's in recovery. Uh, it's good that he's going to meetings. It's good that he has a sponsor. It's maybe not great that it's Murmur, but still, it's someone. <laughs> yeah. um, but it's not good that he's meeting up with hitmen who uh, who require drugs for payment and uh, yeah. that he's handling that stuff. Uh, but we'll get there. It's a great opportunity to do drugs. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> he's like, oh, great. I'll hire the guy. Yeah. We can get some drugs. Eventually. Yeah. Um, so, uh, but yeah. So Vito basically it's pretty simple right he's ducking tony he's ducking tony and he's, then he's he, with his gumar down in the uh, the shore yeah somewhere i want to say yeah uh the woman from uh orange is the new whatever and oh, uh yeah yeah mm. and uh so basically like you know benny shows up and uh he speeds off <laughs> right. he knows what's going on yeah. you know what i mean he could tell. He's he's been munching on baby carrots all week. Yeah. You know, like really <laughs> yeah, hard. Nervously. Like so yeah. many baby carrots. <laughs> Not going outside because the UV index is 10. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just, I love how he's just, so holier than now about his health stuff. It's like, I bro, know. come on. Yeah. Think about it. <laughs> you know? Yeah. I don't think that you... I don't know. He's got... There's worse stuff that he's doing to himself than the UV index. You know what Big I mean? Big time. Big time. And I think that might maybe my best... My favorite part of this whole episode is some of the detective work that goes down, mm-hmm. uh, starting out with uh, Phil, or excuse me, starting out with uh, Sill going over to see his wife, mm-hmm. and uh, his excuse is that he's bringing him blood, sweat, and tears tickets. Yeah. <laughs> and so he, I love that there was a conversation where Sill was like, I got it. I'm I got these go, tickets. I'm going to buy these tickets. Yeah. I'm going to pretend that I'm rop- dropping them off for him. Yeah. And then have a really personal conversation about their sex life. With his wife. With yes. his wife. And it's it's really brutal to watch. It is. It's very funny, though. Uh, we should also mention that that's uh, Elizabeth Bracco, who's um, the actress playing Vito's wife is Lorraine, Lorraine Bracco's real life sister. Oh, no yes. shit. Yeah. Um, she's great yeah she's good and they look so much alike that it's kind of shocking to me that at some point they don't just have tony say something about it just like you look like someone i know (laughs) i didn't notice that actually really well maybe it's like now that you see it you might really see it but they they look a lot alike i think yeah you might be right yeah um yeah so the guys find out they need to confirm it because you know i mean this rumor is kind of getting out of control now uh everybody knows everyone knows right away these these guys are like like schoolgirls. it's ridiculous i mean and then, obviously, the wives like Car- Carmela and Roe, yeah, which are, is... are in that orbit too. They're doing the same thing. Yeah, um, I, I like the choice not to really show anyone else hearing about it. It's just kind of once yeah. once the audience has seen Tony learn about it, 
suddenly everyone knows. Phil knows. Carmela knows. We never see. Yeah. Is it Marie Spadafore? It is, right? Yeah, yeah, Marie. We never see Marie find out, but she knows, she, or she's heard at least. Yeah, that's nice. You know? It would be a really exhausting episode if it was just people finding out. Yeah. On a lesser show, that's that's what they would do, I think. <laughs> yeah, well, they would take a whole episode to do this shit before they showed him. Probably. Moving up to, moving on up mm-hmm. to <laughs> New, New England. Yeah. Um, but. Yeah, I find it really interesting that like different people's reactions are really, I mean, they're kind of the same and they're also a little bit different. Like mm-hmm. Maurice Batafor is like in tears, but she's like, it's fine, you know? Mm-hmm. And she's like, he's a good man. Mm-hmm. And I guess that she's more sad about what she knows the consequences will be, I suppose. Do you think she knows though? I mean. Well, what else would she be so upset about? Well, yeah, I mean. I guess for one, just the general shame and embarrassment. Not that she needs to be. I mean, that's, yeah, that's well, a good I mean, point. although at the same time, I mean, he's basically been cheating on her left and right, and she might have known that, but now she knows that it's worse than she thought. Or right, you know, right, that's true. Okay, um, okay. So there's that, and yeah, the fact that he's just kind of disappeared. I mean, who knows? At this point, they don't know if he's ever going to even come back. So that's you know. a good point. Yeah. So he's like, you know, he's chased off. But she said, she says he's cast aside like garbage. Oh yeah. So I'm like, uh, yeah. She I guess knows that their life is over on some level. It seems, yeah. you know what I mean. And right. and and Phil, <laughs> Phil so Phil's so funny in all of this. <laughs> like the way that he keeps getting inserted here to like console his family. Yeah. You know, the episode next season when he's going to be dealing with uh, Vito Junior. Yes. And uh, <laughs> yeah. you know, there's no eating in the car and like all this stuff. He's so fucking hilarious. Yeah. We're gonna get a lot of really funny Phil Leotardo moments. Yes. Um like uh like when they're celebrating uh Billy's posthumous birthday mm-hmm. and uh the kid says, Oh, it's the guy that wrote the Da Vinci code and he just goes, No. That's like very seriously. He's a, he he gets a lot of really funny moments. He does, yes. Uh the late great Frank Vincent. Um so yeah, I mean, let's talk about some some of the other reactions. Though I mean, the yep. Soprano crew is great. This is these are some of the best scenes. We actually get two of these scenes, right? Yeah. Like, so we get the initial like maybe maybe not. Yeah, yeah, the, yeah. The initial scuttlebutt, and then there's the <laughs> there's the post Finn conversation, yeah. <laughs> and the during Finn conversation. I don't know. So there are yeah. three really solid chats that they have about it let's say yeah um it, right and the first one everyone's still sort of in denial yeah. uh christopher says that he, he's known all along <laughs> they all want to say that they've known all along which i like too or yeah, tony also says it to melfi and Melfi's. i can't tell if he's bullshitting i think that he's trying to be cool you yeah, know i think they're all just saying that you yeah know? um so christopher says he's known all along Polly at the beginning is is like hey we don't really know anything he's he's mad but he's he's not like there yet he just can't he just can't wrap his head around it it yeah, seems you know right. so Polly really didn't see it coming right you know like yes, he's is... just like he's got kids like how could he be gay you know right. and like Polly jumps to the aids thing <laughs> yeah the, well that's the, he there he's showing his age really right. you know what i mean right. and like there are all these different amazing gradients of like crazy homophobia and bigotry in this conversation you know Uh, yeah yeah. for once again patsy the most progressive soprano captain yep like by a long shot (laughs) he's like okay less basically i i love that thank you for saying that you know he's still a despicable human being but but still and he's with her he's 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 definitely with her her, yeah (laughs) (laughs) but like i mean I, i i love it i think it's fucking hilarious and then but like they just it's all of all of their personalities come out so heavily. Like Carlo yeah. is kind of just uh, like kind of a moron. Mm-hmm. He's a bit of a follower and he's sort of like the kid 
who just like says what he thinks that should be said, mm-hmm. you know, even if it's like ridiculous. Um yeah. or like or something. I mean, he's 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 such a I I can't stand Carlo. He does a, it's an over the top reaction from Carlo. It's ridiculous. Yeah. In in a room full of over the top reactions. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. It was like yeah. head and shoulders above the rest and he's like he's a dummy, you know? Yeah. Carlo's kind of a dummy. And Tony's not going to be making as much money once Carlo's in charge of the what is it? The ports or the esplanade or whatever. Oh, it's all construction. That's it's what construction it is. Construction now, yeah. Yeah, so yeah, it's a little much, but I do. Tony's reaction: <laughs> Will you take it easy, Judge Roy Bean? It's fucking amazing. Wait, who's Judge Roy Bean Judge again? Judge Roy Bean was like this, um, like an old timey sheriff in oh, the like okay. in, in the in the West. He was okay. he he deemed himself like the law west of the Pecos. Okay, and uh, but he he was like he was like a uh, an eighteen in eighteen forties or eighteen fifties version of like fucking. Who's a good example of like, oh, uh, the guy, the sheriff, Judge Joe Arpaio. Oh, okay, okay. He was like yes. an old timey, and it's like so people won't like come out and be like, he was like a total racist scumbag mm-hmm. because it was the old west, so it was like not that weird, right? But like he do like like someone who's Chinese would get shot, and he'll be like, I can't find anything in the law book about Chinamen gotcha. getting shot. Gotcha. And like he had a law book that was like thirty years old, and anytime the government would send him the new rules of the law, he'd throw it in Just the fire. <laughs> no, he'd throw it in his, his campfire or whatever. And he'd be like, these are the these are the laws that I use, and they were like huh. forty years old. So he was even like outdated by those standards. Wow. And he was just like a total, he'd like, if he, he, he was famous for, uh, if he found someone who had died with like 40 bucks on them and a pistol, he'd be like, well, there's a $20 fine for carrying a concealed weapon and there's a $10 processing fee and a $10 court <laughs> fee, you know, right. and so he'd be like, I'm going to have to take all this stuff, you know, <laughs> I see. total I see. scumbag. Like anyways, so, so that's a deep pull by Tony there. I like that, but like the name sounds so ridiculous. I had to look it up because the name sounds so ridiculous. I was wondering if it was some Southern judge because that yeah. whole like that whole dragging behind a truck thing is like it's it's still a little bit fresh. You know yeah. what I mean? Like the nineties were rough, mm-hmm. and that that shit like really happened. And uh, mm-hmm. anyway, so I was just like, is ju- did Judge Roy Bean have any? I hope is this a real person? And it was, but it was like two two hundred years ago. Okay, okay. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> far in the past. Tony's a little liberal, I guess. Yeah. Um, all that History Channel watching. I'm sure he saw some special one day. I guess <laughs> that's no, probably totally. what it is. I'm yeah. sure that's what it was. Like yeah. narrated by Sam Waterston. Yeah. <laughs> um, so at first, they're all just kind of in, like you said, wait and see detective mode. Um, but then it's it's essentially confirmed yeah. by Finn, Finn DiTrolio. Finn Diesel. Finn Diesel. <laughs> <laughs> yes. well, the I, handsome man and Calvin Klein. <laughs> handsome man and Calvin Klein. Let me just say, I like how I like Tony's pragmatism with this, this whole thing because he's once again he sees the big picture. Mm-hmm. He starts screaming in everyone's face like, "You're gonna take care of this fucking kids?" You know, like well, right? Yeah. Uh, these yeah. guys aren't thinking about that at all. They're just like fucking idiot kids. You know what I mean? Like that's right. how Carlo is. Yeah, I mean, he, he sees doesn't see the big picture. No, right. Tony sees the big picture, the big financial picture. I mean, he's basically pointing out they're. they're have been gay mobsters in the past and if they made a lot of money i think they were kind of given a pass and tony's kind of thinking that like hey you know this guy brings in a ton of money he brings in so much money yeah and who and he basically says who knows what he's going to do in the future like he can like you know he's he's almost saying the sky's the limit for veto 
<laughs> yeah. <laughs> but uh, he's a come from behind kind of guy. Right, you know? yeah. <laughs> but it's it's kind of true. I mean, he's seeing it from the boss level, uh, much smarter, more pragmatic. Well, he's and, a good boss, you yeah. know. And like, I part of me is like, he doesn't care about his kids. He cares about his own, you know, his own nut, basically. Yeah, yeah. But like, I do kind of like that that he's like reminding them of their duty to that man you know what I, you know <laughs> yeah. what i mean like yeah he, i mean he's he's put a lot of money in their hand it's fucked up you know yeah. and he and he knows that you really you know in this day and age or that day and age um it all still feels like this one day and age but they the mobsters yeah. kind of can't go running around just whacking anyone you know yeah, totally. um as much as tv audiences wanted to see them do it on the show and as much as the characters within the show wanted to just you know run around killing whoever they could yeah um that's that's a big crime. <laughs> Murder's a big one. Yeah. And uh it's the the big one. Yeah. So you gotta be pretty sure you wanna do it. Yeah. Um <laughs> like like we are. We're really sure we wanna do it. Yeah, we're gonna try um, it. <laughs> and 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 it's again, it would also be a financial blow to the whole organization basically now the whole social club I as Bobby puts it, can't Bobby hang out at a social club no more <laughs> I, love I that. can't believe what did, I, I don't even get where that came from yeah well I think like, it's like it's more we, we were talking how this whole season's kind of about the breaking down bullies and and you know it really mm. puts them in this schoolyard bully light in these scenes where Th- they're just that's like where it is. talking about dumb honor you know I mean they they all they all might talk about being part of a family or talk about being Catholics, but they break every rule possible when they feel like it. You oh, yeah. know? T- Tony alludes to that when he's in yeah. uh, with in, Carl it, or it, with Melfi. With Melfi, yeah. yeah. He says, oh, "Don't forget, I'm a strict Catholic, but I don't really care." Yeah, it's like, um, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, it's 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 more of that. Just this whole storyline really is that Tony almost at one point says. To, I think to Melfi, he's like, you know, tell you the truth, like, I would rather just say, like, you know, salute, like, good for you, whatever. Who gives a I shit? Don't, I don't yeah. really care whatever you do behind closed well, doors. he was trying to keep it on the down low. He wasn't, like, out there, you know, <laughs> rubbing it in everybody's face. No, right. Or rubbing your nose in it, as Tony puts it, right. you know. Like on every TV show. On every TV yeah. show. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Including the Sopranos Including this now. one, I know. Yeah, yeah, it's just everywhere. It's rampant. I think that was a nice little fuck you to a subset of fans who maybe would have just, on the surface, agreed with the mobster. Totally, you know? and I'm sure that there are plenty of them. But yeah. I'm here to say, yeah, you know what? It's like, <laughs> yeah, it's the fucking future. Like this, is, this kind of stuff comes up. Yeah, and who cares? Well, when you think that someone has an an agenda, I guess you always feel like they're just like rubbing it in your face. But like most of the time. I'm just going on a tangent here, but a lot of these agendas don't really exist. No, you know, you're, t- you're, you're totally right. Yeah, like when someone you know. wrote that like exceptionally long iTunes review of us about how like sort of funny we are, but not really mm-hmm. at the very end, they said like, and every now and then they really let their liberal bias show. Mm-hmm. It's like, really? Is that what this is about? Yeah. Like, is that the problem? Yeah. Jesus. I know like, we have many other problems aside from Yeah, that. we do. But yeah. like, according to this person, it's just like, God, good Lord. Yeah. Who, yeah. who cares? Like, People just going out looking for a bone to pick. Right. You know what I mean? Yes, sometimes. Um, but yeah, so Tony is kind of saying, I'd rather just let this go, mm-hmm. but what's everyone else going to think, basically? Yeah. You know, yeah. what's someone like Phil Leotardo going to think? Um, I don't know if we ever hear from Johnny Sack about it, but, uh, you know, what's what are these old school guys going to think? It's, it's sort of a continuation yeah. of the whole watching Johnny cry at his daughter's wedding last week, you know, they all know that they would cry at their own daughter's wedding, but yeah. do it in front of everyone, do it in front of the guys, you know, what are the guys going to think? I think Tony says either coming up or he's said it in the past, I'm sure a bunch of times. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, well, and they all have this attitude like this never would have happened in the good old days. Right. You know what I right. mean? But like it did. Right. All of this stuff did. Yeah. 
So they're hypocrites, and we could, we <laughs> yeah. could probably just end the podcast series there. Yeah, yeah, totally. <laughs> they're giant fucking hypocrites. And all podcasts. Yeah. Right there. That's it. That's it. No, no more. more. Shut it down, Ira Glass. <laughs> Shut it down. We've had it. <laughs> we, should make our, we should make our logo a knockoff of This American Life. I was thinking about That'd that. That'd be amazing. It would <laughs> <laughs> be really tall, though. No fucking CD is, like, more. Um, but, uh, so let's talk about Finn DiTrolio. Mm-hmm. Is this the nail in the Finn and Meadow coffin? It is. I was trying to think, because we've never seen the rest of the show, uh, would he be in another episode after this? And I'm pretty sure he's not. No, this is it, right? I think this is the last, like, maybe he he's in the background of a scene briefly. Yeah next week or the week after but i think this is it they thought he he thought he was out and then they pulled he was in dental school and right. then they pulled him back in right but then now he's really going to be out now he's he's yeah definitely out they don't whack him no <laughs> maybe they, maybe they whack him because he saw the, yeah, the blow maybe job. that's what happens off camera they Who knows? kill the witness yeah. um but yeah uh meadow is like going toward being sort of galvanized in you know in this weird mindset about all of this stuff. Um, like, how do you mean? About Finn or about... No, just defending her family while at mm. the same time being like, she's got this fuck the government thing happening, mm-hmm. you know? Anyway. Mm-hmm. That's not, true. Not to jump too far ahead. I think that the the scene with Finn where he has to, like, I always think about him having to correct them and say, no, 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 wait, Vito was giving the blowjob, <laughs> not getting. Right. And that says to me that he was he felt really weird about saying it so he was like yeah they, he probably said like they were having oral sex mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and like very clinical very clinical right no possessive you know what i mean <laughs> and uh all the guys just assume and he's like fuck i gotta okay uh <laughs> he was actually giving going down on the screen right um and they lose their shit and yeah. then and then tony saves the day makes finn feel a lot better he says he can go get a sandwich any kind you like. <laughs> He's treating like a six-year-old. A soda, yeah. whatever, you know? It's like... Yeah. It's horrific. And I don't know if I could have done that. If I mean, maybe he was just terrified for his life that he went and did that. You know? Meadow totally set him up. I know. That's the... Th- like, Meadow had to have kind of known where that was going to go, right? Like, how could she not think that... She's, I, I, I think mean, that she's, I don't know. I think that this further kind of points to her denial mm-hmm. over you know what the this poverty of the mezzogiorno type shit like mm. really means you know yeah because it's fucking rough you yeah. know what i mean well it's also you know i was thinking about it i mean she's it's she's just complicit in it now you yeah, know and exactly. that was something that melfi brought up to carmela when carmela went to see her and tony was in the hospital just yeah. that carmela was now um, kind of coming to terms with or realizing just how complicit her children are in the whole thing. And I mean, here's Meadow basically giving, yeah, I mean, signing a guy's death warrant. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, you know, exactly. Um, she had to have known. It's, it, it's, I don't know. It's, it's weird. It's super weird. Um, I know it's crazy. And she's like uh, all hung up on the, the hijab and whatever in the law center, you yeah. know what I mean? And, and I guess she's, does she think she relates to these people, these downtrodden people who get snatched up by the FBI and stuff? I think a little bit, yeah. I mean, because she makes the connection to the Johnny Sack wedding, you know, Johnny right. Mac- John- Johnny Macaroni, yeah. as it were. Dude, I- I'm so surprised that conversation that they have where they're smoking weed and stuff, like, mm-hmm. um, 
like the fact that it takes him that long to bring it up. I, I'm surprised they didn't get home and they had like a giant fight and they were. He was just like, "Yo, that was like way too fucking much." After the wedding? No, after he had to go oh. to Satrials and and dime uh, Vito right. to the uh, the mafia. Right. Um, I'm surprised he didn't come home and he was like, "Okay, that was too fucked up and crazy." Because like it, that would have really been heavy. Yeah. I'm surprised that it came up sort of like in conversation, and then and then she gave the classic like, "I knew you were going to bring this up," <laughs> which is like the worst. And it's like, well, yeah, because this was fucking crazy. Yeah. Like, do you not see that? It's it was it's so weird how that happened. It is, uh, but it's pretty apparent that they had some sex, and they're both young and like 25 at this point, right? So I mean, oh right, maybe they're, so just, they're, they're so just dumb. He was trying to do it one more time. Yeah, maybe <laughs> before yeah, he like, brought oh, it shit. up. Yeah, I gotta do it one more time. Yeah, one more time. Yeah, I mean that, but that really is uh, th- essentially their breakup scene. You know, We've, yeah, we talked a lot about how like sometimes you don't see the endings, but mm-hmm. the ending is there. I mean, this is it because she puts him up to this. He knows the deal. Yeah, he, he yeah. says they're just gonna meet out punishment. You know, their own kind of punishment. And what does that really mean? You know. Yeah. And uh, yeah, he went from kind of being an outsider innocent to mm-hmm. now also being complicit in it and i think i think he must have just freaked the fuck out and packed up a suitcase right after that i mean or at least put it out on the floor again. at least put it out on the floor and started a big fight <laughs> yeah they're the worst fighters oh they drove me crazy they are they, yeah good definitely. riddance good riddance yeah but she is she's picking fights and 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 yeah i yeah. think that going back to what you were saying she does somehow like relate to relate her clients at the law office and the black people clinging to logs that's the weirdest line yeah that was super weird yeah yeah (laughs) and it's like yeah she she thinks that she get it gets it and she doesn't and this is like classic 25 year old shit you know just in general but she's like way holier than thou yeah more than i would have cared to be that's why i like that finn calls her out on just being like you're in a mansion in in caldwell new jersey you know you're not this isn't the whole this isn't the past and she just looks at him and she goes West Caldwell. <laughs> West Caldwell. <laughs> um, all right. So you want to wrap it up there for the first half? And yeah, let's, sure. Let's, let's talk about Vito's uh, road trip when we get back. Oh, man. The Johnny Cakes look so good. They do. Yeah. And th- By the way, I'm from New England's. I've never heard of Johnny Cakes before this, and I didn't know that it was a New England staple to Do make. You them go to f- New Hampshire? Uh, yes, actually, sometimes when uh, I'm on the run. I, yeah, I didn't know people did that. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, you go antiquing in New Hampshire. Clearly, yeah, um, <laughs> yeah. There's some uh, there's some cliche, problematic cliches in in that sequence, but we'll get there. We'll get there. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. There's a lot that's problematic in this episode. Let's yeah. just put it that way. Fair. Yeah. It's never. <laughs> we don't have enough time. No. <laughs> you know what I mean. <laughs> All right, we'll be right back. No fucking ZD is brought to you by a motorcycle outfit like the guy in the village people with the leather hat and the vest. Chaps, too.
they never found the body, so we got away with it. Yeah. No. <laughs> you know, that was it. Uh, welcome back. <laughs> no fucking CD. We, did you mean we, like you and me, or you guys, no, yeah. some other group of people? Me and you, yeah. I was just okay. telling you that, that they never found it. You were worried. <laughs> <laughs> Good. Um, now I can sleep. I'm just talking about a chicken we cooked. I've been hanging out in the gym all the time because I'm yeah. just so stressed out. Yeah. <laughs> I can't deal with it. Um, Interesting mellow weekday podcast. Yeah, yeah. We uh, took a little time off. Yep. It was Brendan's birthday. True. So we got fucking super lit up. Yep. In uh, a couple of bars. A couple of bars. Yep. yep. I'm uh, finally old enough to drink. Yeah, it's good. So, our friend barfed in a beer glass yeah. too. <laughs> and I haven't actually. It's funny that we're in our 30s now, and I haven't seen that move since my 20s. That was yeah. <laughs> it was a th- throwback Saturday. <laughs> I wish I saw that. Maybe I did, and I just don't remember now. But I, I didn't see the uh, the throw up at the bar. But... I was talking to his wife. <laughs> <laughs> and he oh, just no. got, he was like, you're great. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, people have wives and stuff and kids probably soon. And, uh, yeah, no, his just, kid was watching yeah, too. <laughs> his kid was there. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so that was interesting. And mm-hmm. then on Sunday, we both forgot. So <laughs> Basically. That, that was actually interesting. <laughs> uh, uh, or maybe we were just playing a game of chicken because neither of us, I was, I was really hungover and I was kind of like, maybe he forgot. Maybe he doesn't want to do it because it's his birthday. I, I was hungover, but then I still had to get up super early to do a uh, a, a brunch type thing that day with some of my uh, my lady friends coworkers. So I had a day on Sunday. Oh, wow, that's really nice of her a, to schedule that oh, yeah, for you. Yeah, it was great. I had to be a human being all day long, and uh, Dickhead. yeah, so we didn't we just didn't have time this week. No, and, I woke up at noon and ordered delivery. Fuck yeah, that yeah, sounds amazing. It was great. Um, well, great. <laughs> we're done <laughs> so we're sorry we're late shout out to tom petty who also has passed away right he has the opiate epidemic anyway um like, so- a- <laughs> <laughs> like us he has passed away only we came back yeah we made it back we did make it back yeah but uh-huh. they're dropping they're dropping like fl- i mean this didn't happen back in the day you mm-hmm. know they're dropping like flies right now dolores from uh the cranberries Dolores oh. o- O'Riordan. O'Riordan, yes. Is that how you say it I in think it's Irish? Just O'Riordan. 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 Yeah. Recipes. Whoops. Have we used cranberries in no, this show but yet? We probably should at yeah. some point. Look, this is an Italian American podcast. That's true. Not an Irish American podcast. True, true, true. And they're particularly Irish. Yeah, but we could have. We'll have to circle back and just do all the episodes again <laughs> and find where we can put a cranberries thing. <laughs> Irish slant. We can maybe when Christopher is in his little coma, we can use linger <laughs> by the cranberries. That's actually pretty good. Yeah, we should have done that. I like that. Mm-hmm. I like that. We'll go back and talk about that again. Yeah, we're just going to start over. This is an endless loop. You guys are stuck in an endless circle of hell with us, by the way. And this podcast yeah. is just going to start over again at the end. And if you're listening to the version that has actual interviews, then it's yeah. purgatory. So right. depending on which version you got, you know that you're either in hell or in purgatory. Right, right. Either way, you got to listen. Yep. And heaven is the one where uh, we finish the show on time. Yeah. <laughs> yep. And we and we have sponsorship. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's actually right. True. <laughs> Take a moment to talk about your sheets. I don't, I don't, I don't think your sheets are good enough. What? Cast for mattresses. Yeah. Uh, uh, <laughs> promo code NFZ. <laughs> Pro, promo code fucking ZD. Yeah. <laughs> promo code ZDheads. Squarespace.com. There you go. We just gave it all away for free. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, I, that's what that's what we do. You know, the, the wheels are really falling off here. Mm-hmm. This are, is like when Arrested Development knew they were going to be canceled you know right. yeah we know hbo and showtime won't take us yeah 
Anyway, ZipRecruiter.com if you're looking to hire. Uh, ZipRecruiter. Seriously, we're looking for jobs, so find us on ZipRecruiter. Uh, all right. So Vito, speaking of people looking for jobs, uh, Vito is uh, he's he's on a road trip, making his way up to New Hampshire. Uh, doesn't have his construction job yet, but will soon. But um, he has uh, he's flown the coop. He's he he drives away from Benny and. Uh, doesn't return. Oh no, he, he goes home, packs up his shit. Yeah, says says goodbye to the kids because he he probably does love his children. He sees his hot babysitter. I know. It's just like more hot women in his life. He's not banging. Yeah, you know I guess what I mean? is that kind of the the things the babysitter I, probably knew. You maybe. Know? Yeah, yeah. She was just like, I can wear basically nothing in front of this guy. He's yeah, not into it. He's gay. Maybe, maybe. <laughs> um, She's banging. He, she was like, oh yeah, he's his boyfriend is that Phil guy. That's, that's what it is. <laughs> yeah, we have, talk, we have a question about that. We'll talk about that a little bit. Okay. Uh, if anyone's challenging my theory, I don't know. I'd love to have Frank Vincent on, or not Frank Vincent, <laughs> um, Frank Vincent on the show would be interesting at this point, <laughs> I suppose. Um, but uh, Mr. Spadafore, I'd love to have him on the show. We should try, yeah. And uh, I'd love to get into an argument. Of, I was thinking it would be hilarious if he thought I was wrong about him and Phil's relationship and we got into an argument I'm like listen clearly you haven't seen the show yeah didn't you see yourself like, <laughs> <laughs> let me break it down for you let me break it right. down still um, oop. um so Vito makes it up to New Hampshire almost by I mean we don't know where his car really breaks down or how long he's been walking but basically by foot uh, no, he. I mean, he no, made, it right into, there, he yeah. made it into. He made it, he he made walked, it far like, enough. He walked yeah. twenty miles. Eating. But, uh, uh, are they ribs or chicken wings? On I'm gonna this say. I'm gonna, like, I'm gonna say ribs. They look like ribs. And he's delicious fucking his, ribs. Yeah, and know? he's wiping his. They're like panic ribs. He like went yeah. and bought like <laughs> right. the craziest shit he could find. Yeah, and he's backsliding all over the place. Yeah, you know, like yeah. fully gay, eating like a fat guy again. Right. Like, you know, and <laughs> that sequence is just so brutal. It is. You know, the rain yeah. and then he hits a tree and like he has to wear that poncho and he's doing yeah. that. It does that, that penguin walk up the street. Yeah. Like <laughs> it's rough. It's really yeah. rough to watch. So can I score some points for the week? Yeah, yeah, go. Because I, I kind of can't help but feel like there is a direct parallel to Vito walking down with his briefcase and Kevin Finnerty being in a new place with uh, just his briefcase. I don't know. I, okay. okay. I'm okay. just saying. I don't know. Maybe. I mean, this is... Didn't you see the dream sequence? Finnerty's thing didn't have wheels. That's true. That's true. You're right. You're right. I'm Finnerty, wrong. Yeah. And he wasn't wearing a poncho. He wasn't wearing a poncho. <laughs> that's for sure. I remember. I would remember. That would have been cool. Yeah. I mean, it's like dream logic. He, he should have just been wearing a poncho the entire Costa Mesa episode. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. Poncho. Right. Ponchos are cool. They are. I, yeah. Yeah. Um... I think that it, I do think there are parallels in that it's a new place. Mm -hmm. He's packed up. Um, he's eventually going to give it back and go back to his life mm -hmm. or try to. It's not going to work. Right. But, um, you know, they always, whenever these things happen, like with Finnerty or with Vito, they always end up in these like magical, like ornate places. Yeah. You know, with like drapes and, sh and shit, you know? Right. It is. Um, it, I mean, it, it's like fantasy lands that I, you yeah, know, I, I like again. I, I like this episode, and I, I think it's actually even more interesting now watching it years later. Yeah. Um. But yeah, the town is maybe a little too perfect, <laughs> and uh, well, especially when it's like the, like people are comfortable being out and open. Yeah. I mean, not that that's not the case in most places no, at yeah, this I mean, point. Right, yeah. But like, I felt like it was just a little bit on the nose, and then it he's is. like, "Look at the look at the traps on that fucking Johnny Cake chef." You know what I mean? Like. <laughs> Yeah. Like the shots going up and down his body. Like. <laughs> uh, it's a little too neat and tidy. Yeah. It's a little, it sort of stretches believability that, you know, the di first diner he walks into looking for coffee 
he meets his soon to be lover. Oh, you assume that's the first diner. He's oh, he's, got, well, no, he's gone to six or seven. True, I think that's true. He might have just they been all have the cooks, the Mexican cooks in the back. He's like finally at a you know a gay right. a gay guy who's out front. Yeah, maybe you're right. Me. Maybe he maybe he knew. <laughs> he's, just not, he's knocking on doors. <laughs> maybe Vito sought that out somehow. I don't know. No, I think um, you're right. It's yeah. it is it's like a little much, but and like everybody's kind of too adorable. Mm-hmm. But like he also tells everybody, why is everyone railing on Arizona in this show? I mean, I haven't been to Arizona since I was a kid, but he says he's from Scottsdale. You know, <laughs> I don't know. When Johnny Cakes asked it, asked him, he's like yeah. Scottsdale. You know, that, that's just like witness protection central. <laughs> maybe he's just thinking that. I, don't I know. guess they just know no one out there, and so yeah. they assume that saying that is like kind of fine. You yeah. know, and it's maybe not the most, uh, yeah, exciting place. Or shout out to our Scottsdale fans. Um, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It's gonna be three Mr. of them. Mr. and Mrs. Mike Smith, our yeah. favorite listeners. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> Um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. But I mean, I'm guessing it's just far enough away and, uh, remote enough. Well, it's not really remote, but you know what I mean? Like it's, it's, it's just far enough away that that's maybe a believable lie or yeah. no one else will know. That's, that's, that's know. what I, I think. Uh, yeah. Um, there's no way he's like, there's no way Vito is a rat or anything. No, no. Cause he says Scott's that maybe he thinks he's going to make it out there. Well, I don't maybe, know. maybe. Does he think, but that, let's he... be clear. That's the only, uh, you know, that's the only wink that they're ever that that's the only thing that Vito does that ever could be interpreted as saying he's a right. co- cooperator. Yeah, I wonder if uh, he ever considered that though. Mm-hmm. They don't really go down that road. Yeah, root root. <laughs> We've uh, never seen him be arrested or anything. No, not even yeah, hassled. No, you no. know, he's been good. He's just such a nice guy. Great guy. He's cool. Um, so yeah, he's kind of wandering around. Uh, oh, and the other thing too is, is the, the episode title is also a little on the nose for me. The live for your die thing. Right. Cause he does make it to New Hampshire. Yeah. I get it. You know, I get it. It's, it's the license plate. I see. I, I mean, I can read. You I know, also but... hate that state motto. It's stupid. I think. Yeah. Cause I... you, cause you don't automatic, how do you automatically die if you don't live free? Like, I don't understand that. There's spirits it, and, does, um, <laughs> but does it mean they're going to like fight for it? And it's like, if we're not free, we'll fight until we die. I guess so. Who knows? Oh man. Everybody just well, needs to, you ought to chill out about some of this, you know, <laughs> <Like>. <laughs> but I think it's also related to their, uh, they don't have sales tax and stuff. And I think it's like morphed into that. So mooch off of the federal government or die should be the thing. Right, I mean, there are a lot of states down South that should be, you know, they should have that uh, license plate. Mm, right. Yeah. Mooch or die <laughs> or mooch or like literally don't have clean water or something, right. you know? Yeah. I don't know. But the, you know, the, the, it's on the nose in regards to, to veto. Oh, completely. You know? Yeah. I no, I agree with you. It's, the vetoes this is where we start to get a little carried away with the veto story and this is where i'll agree with the naysayers i'm not going to go down this like hard line i can't believe there were i can't believe there are queers on the sopranos man you mm-hmm. know like that kind of thing but like i will say that it's like all a little bit t- it feels like veto gets magically transported into a disney movie you know yeah. what i mean where like everything is it's like bizarro world and and everything is there like just for him you know well that's kind of why i mean i th- think maybe that's intentional and that's kind of why i was thinking that there's supposed to be such a direct parallel to the costa mesa thing mm. you know oh, okay i get it it's it's almost like we are 
stepping out of reality in a way. Well, and there's like a weird natural disaster. I mean, not a disaster, but like crazy rainstorm, yeah. you know, that he has to go through to get there. It's a little Wizard of Oz like. Yeah, very true. He gets picked up in a tornado in his Cadillac. Right. Twirled around. Yeah, right. Fuck! That's a scene not a lot of people talk about, but it's there. If you get this special edition Blu-ray of Wizard of Oz. Yep. <laughs> oh wait, do you mean it's a scene in the Wizard of Oz or in the Sopranos? No, in the Sopranos, yeah. yeah. A lot of people forget, but there is there is the tornado scene in <laughs> yeah. this episode. Yeah. And then Phil f- flies by on the bike. Right. <laughs> yes, exactly. Uh and there's like little red mafia shoes coming up from underneath a <laughs> an escalade or something like that. It's like it's like Kirkland's signature sneakers footprints, <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, but yeah, there's a lot of, uh, now that I'm thinking about it, we should maybe put together a, a Wizard of Oz, uh, parallel. Yeah. <laughs> like I mean, side that, by side. I am. That's true. That's, that's, that's a good point. That's, that's what's really happening. He goes through it and then like, it's like his life turns to color mm-hmm. and he meets Johnny Cakes and then he has to go back, you know? Right. Well, spoilers. I mean, come on. That's not for a couple episodes now. Well, everybody, it's been it's been ten years. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like everybody knows what happens to Vito. We're going on twelve now. That's wild. Jeez, that's brutal. Um, yeah. So we'll uh, <laughs> we'll live in this world for a couple episodes now, <laughs> but I do think that it's sort of supposed to be this. Uh, you know, almost like his own little heaven here. This a little slice of heaven for Vito. I mean, he walks into the walks into the antique store and immediately somehow picks up the best one. See, that's, you know, that's the most inconceivable thing. Right, this guy's got really poor taste. Yeah, He's I like, mean, this pot. I lo- it's like <laughs> it's like he reminds me of Peter Griffin like reading Shakespeare. He's like this pot. <laughs> I kind of like it, you know, like it's really, he's like really deep about it. You know what I mean? Great taste. Yeah. Yeah. You're a natural. Yeah. It's like, and it's another, you know, another gay guy. Right. For all intents and purposes, you know. Which I mean. Maybe, is it one of the dudes from the diner? I don't know. Anyways. No, I don't think so. Was he wearing a members only jacket? I don't know. I don't think so. But yeah, he's in, uh, he's in Vito Bizarro world where people uh, walking down with, with their hiking cane will say hi to you and, uh, you know, the woman at the inn just lets him come in without even paying that night. She's like, "We'll figure it out in the morning." Yeah, Don't worry after about he it. just yells in her face a few <laughs> times, it's like it's like the not the most subtle performance. No, no, you know, it's not. but he's just like the sign said vacancy. You know, <laughs> um, so yeah, she's super nice. She's offering this breakfast included. She won't take his uh, his extra tip money there, which you know. Yep everyone in Soprano world would have jumped on right away, you know? It's very Italian, you know, you got to pay them off, you know, then they owe you one. I mean, some of my, some of the funniest moments of the series are going to come when he's like hanging out, you know, with, with, uh, Thad, Blake or whatever, right? The fire, uh, the volunteer firefighter guys. No, no, the other dead, the fucking losers. Quote, you know, the the NPR tote bag losers hanging out at the bed and breakfast. And they're like, if you want to see covered uh, bridges, uh, I'll tell you where you should go. And then, right. <laughs> and then when Vito says, says, uh, you know what I always do? Retrace my steps. <laughs> you know? It's like fucking. It's like he's in Leave It to Beaverland. Yeah, you know? yeah, 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 yeah. He is. Um, and yeah, I get what they're going for, uh, but there are just moments where I also get why people maybe just didn't like the story in general. Yeah, um, it's reasonable. It's, it's it's yeah, it's sort of reasonable, uh, and it definitely starts to like strain, you know, entertaining wise uh, in the next. By the end, yeah. you're really feeling the boredom, which maybe also was sort of intentional. Maybe, and all, you know, but but so was Vito. You know, like watching. <laughs> maybe, yeah, yeah. Maybe it was like kind of we were we're supposed to experience it like he does, where like, 
you know, we're watching the scene drag on where he's like, you know, we're, we're hearing his inner monologue mm-hmm. and we're, maybe we're supposed to be going as nuts as he is. You know what I mean? Cause he gets yeah. bored by, he, he decides he has to go back. You know? Right. And there's talk of, uh, I mean, Tony's talking a lot again about the, uh, the regularness of life in this episode. He yep. says to Melfi yep. that, you know, every day is a gift, but just regular life can start to really drag you down. You know, even just using your cell phone can drive you insane. The oh, house I know. And, you know, I, I like that first scene where he's out in the backyard trying to enjoy his peaceful moment. And then, like, there's that glimpse of old Tony smashing the the HVAC thing outside. Yeah, exactly. Um, and and even that when, when Vito first, you know, is on the road trip, I mean, the car breaking down. And I, I, I first thought he was going to have to replace his, his tire there. And I was, like, thinking they were really going for a regularness of life thing. But, um, but yeah, he... Uh, he just it, left his car there. He just, <laughs> he just leaves it there, but... Um, but anyway, well, we'll check when we'll check in with him again next week. Yeah, we'll I'm sure it's gonna be a happy doing. ending. Yeah, I think it's gonna be a happy ending to next week's episode. Yeah, it is. Yes. Yeah. Um. So, what else we got here? We got uh, we got the Arabs. The Arabs. Tony brings up the Arabs based yeah. on uh, you know, um, what Meadow says. She gets him thinking a little bit. Yeah. You know, nine eleven, nine eleven. Yeah. As she says, uh, is th- is this him maybe thinking about getting his get out of jail free card? I'm sure he's thinking a little bit about it. Yeah. He's like sniffing around and maybe, you know, Chris's whole thing is hilarious. The way he's like, <laughs> kind of like, yeah, I don't know. Get a, get a dog. They got a dog. Just bring a spaniel. <laughs> spaniel. It's fucking like, I mean, because don't they turn out to be something, you know? I think in the end, we don't really know anything. Matouche turned out to be something. But they, in the end, yeah. we see those two guys, um, Hanging out at the mosque with their buddies in the right, full, when they drive by. The full gear, you know. Yeah, I, but I which forget, doesn't I, mean terrorists. No, like, of let's not be like, not that there's anything wrong with that, you know. Right, but uh, yeah, I'm trying to think. Does Agent Harris ever say anything? He mentions Matouche. He meant well. He's already mentioned Matouche, right? Oh, but right, then right, right. By the end of the series, doesn't actually. I think something does kind of come up because I mean, otherwise Tony's info is somewhat valuable to them. Yeah, yeah. I I think something. Something's going to come up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Something's going to happen on this show. So we'll check in again. <laughs> I feel like the last scene of the show is going to be just a, uh, a lot of resolution. Something comes up. Something happens. Yep. I think yep. that's what happens at, at the end of the show. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the wheels are maybe spinning a little bit. And then also, I think that um, we're kind of being shown again for the hundredth time yeah. what hypocrites these guys are. Because when there's when they're talking about their country and, uh, and all that stuff, and yeah. uh, they're all about just you know, taking these guys down. But when they're talking about making a little money on the side and when it's business, you know, then it's, that's the thing they justify it. A they little don't bit. mind. And they're helping yeah. them get fucking automatic weapons, which is crazy. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Uh, and the group is growing. There's, there's, there's more guys with them now at the Bing, I think mm-hmm, mm-hmm. a lot of new guys. Yeah. There's a uh, nurse Betty mm-hmm. and uh, we, we haven't seen Walden yet. No, no. Um, Walden I think is introduced to the last second. Episode. I think it's the second, second to last, last episode. episode. Yeah. Um, and they'll be around again next week too. I watched a little bit of luxury luxury lounge with uh with Artie and the Bang and and oh, yeah. and those guys are there too. I think watching. Um, so yeah, I mean, I think that it's again, it's like a, it's about kind of just like the general paranoia of that time, which yep. has not really gone away. Actually, I mean, it's still there, and people no, are there still are people who like to make it worse. Yeah, <laughs> yes, there are. Yeah, uh, Meadow's speech, uh, as annoying as she could be, is not too far off. With no, just she just the, she just sounds so preachy. Yeah, but, it kills but it's me. true that there's there's a lot of whipping up of the paranoias, and uh, yeah, you know, no. I, I just it's it's so telling how complacent Carmela and Tony are. They're like, well, I don't. I've, we voted for him. You know, know what I mean? Yeah. It's like, okay. 
Um, Thanks for being involved in the <laughs> democracy. And speaking of involved, Angie Bumpensero makes makes a little uh, cameo, and it turns out that her and uh, her and Benny are are doing some business together. Yeah, they're drumming something up, and uh, used to be like she was one of us. Now it's like she's one of them. Yeah, as as Rosie April. I like that. Says, yeah. I love Rosa. I always love Rosalie, by the I way. I love how involved she is. She like she found out about the veto thing like before anyone else, which is yeah, hilarious. I know. Maybe she's banging someone, you know? Um, Hopefully. I love that. I would hope so. <laughs> but she needs to cool it with these mafiosos. Yeah. Um, the But Angie is, uh, I mean, essentially putting money on the street. She's yeah, she has yeah. kind of become her own uh, little gangster operation, and good for her. Yeah, she's doing it right. Apparently, um, another thing I forget, which uh, an expert like me should probably remember, is does does Tony know about this? I think he sort of does, right? Yeah, of course. Yeah, so Carmela is feeling jealous and envious, and mm-hmm. uh, I mean, she's trying to get this 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 thing going with the spec house and can barely get it started. Yeah, and yet Angie Bumpensero, who has no husband and no no one to pull the strings for her just doing it on her own yep yep um oh well, let's cool. not forget carmella has a conversation with uh Hugh DeAngelis. yes and uh he first of all please do not hose off your driveway like he he's literally stand standing there for like 10 minutes i'm sure like spraying the same little patch of leaves <laughs> it's like nice it's, hose though nice hose enormous waste of water yeah. unbelievable <laughs> like don't do that like yeah. use a broom you know what i mean it's crazy mm-hmm. uh there's a water crisis <laughs> there, there just is a water crisis so don't do that um but uh he's awful he's like terrible to deal with he can't take mm. any responsibility he screwed it up so what happened? He went and just took the materials and sold them off? Is that what we're to think? I guess so. Yeah. And like, that's kind of fucked up because that's, I mean, you want to get serious about it. That's Tony's money. You know what True. I mean? True. Um, but also, Carmela is kind of too helpless, I think, in all of this. And she's got this whole thing where yeah. she just had that stuff sitting there and like, but it only really got to her when he took it, you right. know? Um and we're going to see this ramp up soon because they're going to run into uh, to uh, what's her name, Mrs. Miss Laserva, mm-hmm. um, and uh, it's going to get some conspiracy theories going. It it is it is indeed yeah. yeah. Uh, but for now, I think that the story is just that. Carmela at least doesn't feel confident enough to branch out on her own and do something like this on her own and just how dependent she still is on Tony. Well, she doesn't have a very good moral compass either because she right, like well, decided that she wants, you know, instead of just being like start over, you know what I mean? Like we live and learn, but instead of being like start over, she winds up like telling him to go ahead with like the shit lumber that's been sitting out in the, like mm. in the weather for a really long time. Right. And then she like can't sleep because, She's afraid the house is going to fall down. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. And right. like, it's just like, man, it's her, it's her fault. <laughs> She's got to get it together. <laughs> She's got to get it together. Come on, Carmela. That's, um, that's true. So I think that about wraps it up. We had a Melfi scene. We sort of talked about that, but she's uh, yeah. she's still in there spinning her wheels. Although there's a little bit of growth. Tony Tony says he talks about uh, how Melfi's been telling him that he put up with Junior to prove that he was a good guy. Mm-hmm. So we we see there's a little bit going in, and and actually you know Tony's absorbing some of it, some of the therapy. At he least. also he also said that Carmelo was right about Junior. He said yeah. I should have listened. That's true. Yeah. Uh, we, uh, I don't think we have got any follow up to her saying you should watch out for Vito. Does, does Tony no. ever say anything about no. that in this? Uh, you figured it would come up in this, in this one, but I guess not. No. 
Um, so yeah, and then um, they're setting up the rusty hit that'll that'll uh, that'll be coming up next week. That's a good hit. It's a great hit. Great, one of the greatest hits. Yeah, of the Sopranos. Actually, <laughs> said, well, like we said before, if anyone ever asks you for directions, in they're, your try- they're, they're trying to kill you. Yeah, absolutely. I just, if anyone asks me for directions anywhere, I just go, oh, ho, ho, <laughs> not so fast. What is this? Yeah. Uh, all right. So I think that wraps it up. Mm-hmm. Um, we got some questions coming in. This is from, this is, this is a good one. This is from, oh, here at we go. Want Chicken Parm. <laughs> this is a little story here for us. He met AJ, I'm assuming uh, Robert, uh, Robert Eiler, at 2 a.m. in the Borgata poker room in AC. He was drunk AF and smoked a cig with him. He's a cool dude. The only things I said to him was to tell him how much, how much I hated his character and to ask if he fucked Meadow. <laughs> now I feel shame when I hear his name. How do I get over this? <laughs> <laughs> That's a great one. Oh, man. That's a problem. <laughs> Yeah. That's a real problem. You know, it it just fade eventually it fades. We got to be honest though. He probably doesn't remember you. No, he definitely doesn't. Think he, I mean I mean like even if he was sober, like imagine how many people ask him that same question. Yeah. You know? Yeah, you're one of like a dozen at least who recognize him on the street and talk to him. No, I'm just kidding. You're, you're one of millions probably. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like so he pro- first of all he probably doesn't remember. So mm-hmm. let's just, you know, calm down. Yeah. <laughs> all right. <laughs> <laughs> Uh yeah, you're just gonna move on eventually. It'll yeah, but, it'll come to you as you're uh as you're doing the dishes one day or late at night and you'll yeah, cringe again, but like, it'll oh, cr- it'll hurt that. less each each time. Yeah. Just a little bit less each time. And maybe if you do something really horrific in your life, you can just focus on this Robert Eiler moment and be like yeah. and like kind of, you know, be like, Oh, I feel bad about something. You know That's what, yeah, do something worse. Yeah. <laughs> that's what you should do. Oh actually no, that's better. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> do something way worse than that yeah. and uh, and then it'll feel like nothing in comparison. No, good, good. Um this also one- the Borgata in AC is like the only casino left. Oh, really? I was there last year, and that's like the only place to go. And they have a really interesting Chinese gambling section. Interesting. Where they all gamble in Chinese, and they do like dominoes and like crazy shit. Like Chinese poker is done with uh, dominoes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they're all like click clacking everywhere and yelling at each other in Chinese. It, it's, a, it's a real trip. That sounds cool, actually. I like it. I've never done the AC trip, but I would love to. It's like it, $19.99 from, yeah, from, exactly. from like Midtown. Seriously, you walk in there, and there's like cranberries play. <laughs> like, that's how it feels. <laughs> Uh, this one comes from Billy T. What's a good first date for a 19 year old college kid? And please give your answer in your best Brooklyn accents. This is my best Brooklyn accent. Yeah. So. <laughs> Sorry, pal. <laughs> uh, best. Uh, what do you say? First date? Uh, a good first date for a 19 year old college kid. Mm. Mm. So he's trying to, how old is he though? He's uh, 38. <laughs> <laughs> so he's trying no, to find a way to take a 19-year-old college yeah, kid on a date. I don't know, but I'm assuming he's the 19-year-old. Okay. Um, so If you're in New York, you should definitely check out the Buffalo Wild Wings mm-hmm. in Atlantic, in Atlantic Center. Yeah, it's <laughs> yep. really good. There's a there's used to be a Mrs. Fields close by, you know. There's so. still a Chuck E. Cheese close by, I believe. Oh, yeah. So that's good. That's what 19-year-old kids are into, right? Animatronic mice (laughs) who play... On play music on stage, I think. I think that you should just go eat eat food. You know? Like don't overthink it. Just go eat something. Maybe um like sushi or something, just like that's interactive. Interactive. Uh probably not barbecue. You probably don't want to be covered in sauces by the end of it. No, you just want her to be. Right, right. Oh. <laughs> uh, or him. Or, whatever. Uh, we don't know. Whatever don't you're know. into. We just know that they're kids. <laughs> we just know that the date <laughs> is 19. We, we have no idea how old you are. 
Um, or, or you know, you could just do the coffee thing. Just um, no, coffee's an audition. Haven't you seen Mad Men? Uh, no, I've Lunch never seen coffee the, is Ma- not- the Mad Men guys show. The Mad Men guys. Yeah. Uh, I, th- I think it's Joan at some point. She says like coffee or just a drink is an audition. Mm. Like make him fucking. Oh, I, oh, I got gotcha. you. Make him throw down on it's some of that. More uh, of a date to do something food. else. Yeah. Have, have dinner. Gotcha. Which is a nice thing. I'd say don't go to a movie. Yeah. Don't I mean, do stuff where you can't chat. You know you what I mean? You want to be talking, I think. Yeah. You, you want to be talking. And I think that walking is good. I don't know where you live, but like if you live in New York, like walk around. Yeah. You know, it's fun. Yeah. I would say whatever it is, have a plan ahead of time. And yeah. I don't know if you've already asked this person on a date or not, but. You ask know. them first, definitely. <laughs> yeah. Definitely <laughs> ask them if they want to go. Yeah. <laughs> um, and uh, uh, so, so somewhere in there was some some advice. I think. Yeah. Right. We t- I think just don't don't overthink it and have a plan. I like all of that. Yeah. You know what I mean. And chit chat, a lot of chit chat. Also, women hate it when you pay. It's 2018. Mm-hmm. Hashtag Me Too. You, you know, right? They want to pay. They want to pay. Yeah, so, so you don't. You don't have to stare at her awkwardly when the check comes. <laughs> when the check comes, just hand, pick it up just, and hand it to her. <laughs> yeah, do, do what the dude on the wire does to McNulty and just kind of like slide it over a little bit. <laughs> the lawyer from the wire. Yeah, yeah, good. Um, and just kind of give her a look or him. Uh, this so all right. Going back to the Phil Vito potential love uh, straight line. I'm ready. Um, What's that? I'm ready, I said. Uh, uh, this is a question for Evan. Could you expand a little on your Phil and Vito are lovers theory? I think there's hints at Phil having gay experiences, but I don't see the the Vito thing. Cheers. Well, first of all, it was in this episode. We actually didn't mention it, so I'm glad that you uh, asked this. Uh, Phil is the first person that calls uh, Vito. Right. It's, yes, he it's, does. It's not because they're cousins. It's because he's freaking the fuck out. You think? No, it's true. I've talked to Phil. <laughs> <laughs> right. Um, it's it's definitely true. Uh, right. So and and the look on his face, you know what I mean. And and what's the guy's name who played Vito? Fuck, he's never coming on the show. Uh, um, Joe Ganascoli. Joe Ganascoli. Like you know, he. For all that people say about his acting, you know, I understand that some of his moments were a little ham-fisted, but this was one of those like. Very, very serious. Like he closes his phone really slowly and like the thousand yard stare and stuff. Mm-hmm. This isn't just any other mobster calling him. This has like particularly deep. Some there's something. There are wheels turning in there. You know, yeah. it's it's extra bad. And uh, when when Phil L calls, remember the days of Phil L in your phone? Yeah, like because yeah. you just didn't want to do the whole thing. Um, <laughs> yeah, the the T nine. Yeah, the T nine uh, predictive. Yeah. Um, Ba- yeah, basically, like you can tell when Phil calls that it's that's it's there's an extra level layer of meaning there. Yeah, for it, and he's reminded, oh yeah, there's also that. Interesting. Um, so then, I, I, yeah, then, then, <laughs> <laughs> uh, when he's speaking to his wife, yeah, he says, um, he says something a lot, something to the tune of, um, you know, I don't trust those guys, any of them, especially Phil. Mm. And it's because he knows that Phil. Wait, who says that? V- Vito does. Oh, to his, his own... wife. Okay, on I the forget. phone. Gotcha. It's coming up here somewhere. Gotcha. 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 Um, and he says that, and it got me thinking a little bit. So why? Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, I think that it's probably because um, he knows that Phil is a real fucking crazy dude, mm-hmm. and he knows that he is definitely going to. Uh, try to silence him over uh, 
above all, he's gonna he's gonna he's gonna put his rep before their relationship. You know, right? Phil would, yeah, yeah. So yeah. they they had a thing happening. Also, the you know they staring into each other's eyes, like the fuck, were we talking about? You know right. that kind of thing. Yeah. Um, also, Phil's wife sucks, and also. Um, like you can kind of see it in his face when his wife it's coming up, but you can see it in his face when his wife is going crazy about the homosexuality thing. Um, how, you know, how it's like a particularly bad sin and stuff like that. And he's kind of rolling his eyes a little bit. Yeah. I remember that yep. he's sort of sighing and seems a little more uncomfortable. Yeah. He's yeah. just like also shut up. And then also, uh, right after he whacks, uh, Vito, he has a heart attack. True. And he does step out of the closet to whack Vito, by the way. Yeah. And also, um, there's that really famous shot, and we'll get to this. <laughs> <laughs> well, we assume. Right now. We are, yeah. <laughs> uh, there's that shot where um, he's watching. like they, So they duct tape his mouth first so he can't say anything. Yeah. But, uh, you know, oh, there's yeah, that yeah, shot yeah. where where it kind of, you can see the look on his face, and he's not, he's kind of grimacing. He looks pained. Yeah, yeah. he looks pained. And then he's kind of squeezing the mattress a little bit. Right. This is a hard motherfucker who's seen a lot of stuff. Just seeing a dude get beat up is not enough to make him be like, ugh, ugh. He's kind of like cringing a little bit. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's because it's his lover. That's really what it is. Yeah. I mean. There's so much there. There is. Uh, I, there's, there's. I honestly don't get people who aren't convinced. You yeah. Know? I don't <laughs> well, get it. I th- I'm sort of with this dude is that I definitely think Phil. I mean, Phil all but admits that he did some gay sex in prison. Right. I mean. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, I'm not. Yeah, I don't know. You make a very convincing argument, I have to say. And I, I've seen it, you know, I mean, I there's I I see what you're saying. Also just, think about it this way. And not to generalize or anything, but if Vito's gay and Phil had some homosexual proclivities, especially while he was in the can and right. then after he came out perhaps, he might be a little more open to it or something. Don't you think they would figure each other out? Mm. You know what I mean? Yeah, maybe. So, or at I, least like talk about it or yeah, I yep, don't know. Yeah, yep. exactly. And yeah. Also, the sorry they asked. Also, the scene, <laughs> the final episode of season six A. Yes. Uh, yeah, that's the one where they're cel- celebrating Billy's birthday. Uh, no, that's that's the that's first the episode, second episode next uh, next next year next yeah. year. Uh, <laughs> or whenever he just, it is. I don't know. He just he's just singing the song of how much he's paid. You know what I mean? He, he definitely is protesting a little too much. To quote my guy Willie Shakespeare. Yeah. Um. Oh, okay. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I don't know. I do wonder why Fido wouldn't just answer the phone then. I mean, but now that you've, now you've kind of answered that for me, I guess, but I wrote that down watching it. I was like, if they are lovers, why doesn't he just answer the phone when Phil calls? But he knows. Yeah. Maybe. He knows, maybe. That, it, he knows that it's a big fucking issue. And also maybe he doesn't want to incriminate Phil, you know, maybe, yeah, maybe, he, maybe Phil's in a room full of people. Yeah. Maybe Phil's on speakerphone. Yeah, I mean that very well could be true. I mean, but regardless, there's, there's yeah. so much there. There's so much. There is. There's quite a bit there. Um, also, Johnny Cakes has a similar haircut. Anyway, we can, <laughs> we can, keep, we can keep going. It's okay. fine. Um, so this one comes from Laurie Miller. What do you think was in the envelope Carmela gave to Jeannie Cusimano's sister that made her write Meadows College letter of recommendation after initially blowing her off? Whoa, throwback. Yeah, real throwback there. I'm gonna let you take this one. Um, she wrote, it was just a nice Hallmark card that said you, <laughs> period, <laughs> you and it was underlined. 
I don't think that she... Did she give her something that made her do it? No, I don't think so. She gave her a pie. She gave her a regot pie, I want to say. Yeah. And I think I think actually this... I think she might have it backwards. I think that Tini Kuzumano gives her the... Oh, no. She gives her like college transcripts. And letters of recommendation. Yeah, just like stuff like that. And she just goes and she basically threatens to squeeze what's her name? Kuzumano's sister, you know? Yeah. I think just the um, you know, the the specter of Tony behind her is enough to make make yeah, Kuzumano's sister write this thing. I don't think it was Genie's something. You, you, I mean, I I don't know what you're envisioning, um, but it's definitely not one of those like notes with like all the letters cut out from like different oh, magazines and stuff. No, it's I've... just like we'll definitely kill you if you don't write this recommendation. <laughs> yeah. Um, she, you know, she knows, but she doesn't know. Right. It'd be great if the mafia communicated that way, though. Yeah. <laughs> just constantly handing those back and forth to each other, <laughs> taking the time to just really clip them properly. But they're going to figure out that all of them are from yachting, you know? Like, <laughs> yachting magazine. Uh, all right. So, um, and then we just got some answers. Um, it seems that our fans that are the furthest away are from Australia. We had a couple of those. There was oh. Elise Paolo said that she's an Australian listener and we make her laugh on her way to and from work on the train. She says, thanks. I don't know how we're making anyone laugh in Australia, but that's cool. Our jokes are backwards down there. That's how <laughs> they are. They're actually funnier. Um, yeah. And then uh, at Theo Mansis, at T Mansis is also from Australia. He's a, he's uh he listens while he's delivering mail. And oh, so I he, love that. I, I love, love that. that. He asked if Carmela would call him the mailman man. And I think so. Right. Or the, the post postman. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The postman. You're the postman T Mansis. Um, that's good. So, yeah, it seems Australia, unless we get another more remote remote place somehow, I'm not really sure how, but it seems like Australia. New Zealand? There, there was someone actually from who said New Zealand, but you, I just... Um, I can't tell which one's further. Aren't they just like kind of on top of each other? You have to measure. Yeah. John Oliver calls New Zealand Australia's Australia. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> I think they're like in the neighborhood, but probably further that, away than I, we realized. I said that joke to an Australian friend. They were like, I don't get it. And I was like, you know, because Australia is like, who, you know, it's like down there. Who cares? <laughs> like, <laughs> I was like, never mind. I'm just going to stop. You know, I'd like to go someday. When we take this on the road, we'll have to st- we'll start in Australia and just make our way back. Yo, I've been there. Australia's great yeah it's uh everybody has this like oh yeah i was just like i just stopped at whole foods on the way home from yoga type vibe right like everywhere they go they're all just smoking hot fit yep just outside all the glowing yeah like wearing exercise outfits that are somehow like clean (laughs) one of the uh one of the people who tweeted is wearing an exercise thing in her profile picture (laughs) that's what i'm telling (laughs) you i think she does yoga or is a yogi or something uh so sounds about right well we're sounds about right very mindful show (laughs) so uh i'm I'm glad that we could oblige (laughs) we come in we meditate and then listen to the recording and it's this whole podcast but yeah we're not actually speaking out loud it's actually our minds yeah that bizarre. we record really bizarre uh bizarre. so that's gonna wrap it up for live free or die we'll be yep. back um i guess at some point we'll be back next week <laughs> sure yeah um <laughs> that's, that's not real convincing <laughs> uh we'll keep you guys updated no i'm sure yeah. we will um that's it so we'll uh we'll, we'll talk about uh, lauren bacall and ben kingsley doing a new, new jersey accent next week i love it it'll be great okay bye bye
He bends to pick a dog head. He goes down to the bargain. 